0: welcome to talk your shit podcast i'm your host diamond ariel and if you're black a person of color or an ally this podcast is for you this platform gives black entrepreneurs and creatives a space to be seen heard and understood to have audacity talk their shit and look good while doing it this isn't a place to be humble rather to be yourself and take up every inch of space you deserve so get ready because it's time for you to talk your shit Welcome to this episode of Talk Your Shit Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what it's like being people of color, okay, living in a completely different country as entrepreneurs and creatives. One is an American, one is a Canadian, and together they are just both crazy, okay, both psychotic. Yeah, we like found ourselves
1: in a country, yeah, a colonizer country, let's be real. A country.
0: And y'all going to yeah. learn how we... How we met. It's it's an amazing story. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very iconic. And so who better to hear from everything than from my my bestie, my girl, my OG producer, Grace. How are you, Grace? What's going I'm, on?
1: I'm well, thank you so much for inviting me onto
0: this podcast. Hey. Look, look, hey, thank you for joining. Hey. Oh, it's about to be lit. Look, 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 look. Hey, yeah.
1: Let's go
0: let's go so grace what do you do tell the people
1: tell the people i am a creative producer essentially i make things happen so on the talk yo podcast we get things done and so here i also get things done for people especially when they have a vision and they need shaping i come in and i'm the second pair of hands and eyes to look at something and say actually hold up this could be a problem, or If we are to do risk management, then what are the worst things that could happen? How do we avoid it? And then what are the best things that could happen and how do we prepare for that success? So it goes to everything from like food content to doll making content to social media, fashion brands, and also traditional film and television projects. So I specialize in YouTube and social media. And uh, helping other sisters and brothers who are and theys and thems and gays and you know, just like be in a place where they can manifest their dreams in a way that is outside of the systems that they are forced into. I
0: can't wait for y'all to get to know her, she's dope! Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, for those of y'all that didn't know, I lived in Berlin for two years, I, I left the continent, okay, it was and uh, <laughs> left the whole continent. <laughs> And while I was there, I, this is how I met Grace. So Grace, we should tell them all the story real quick of how we met because, and I think you should tell it because.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit, I would say a little bit problematic because, you know, when you're desperate. <laughs> and
0: it, it was to kind things. of problematic, but I was like, you know what? I like her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so one of the first jobs I got in Germany was actually working in a bar, but it's not just any bar. It's a venue and it's also a cafe during the day and this was right before the pandemic and they had something called hip-hop night and all these white folks just keep coming in and i've been serving <laughs> them beer and alcohol and i was like this is hip-hop night what are y'all doing here <laughs> and <laughs> and diamond was the first black woman that walked up to the counter and was like i just want a coconut and rum yeah.
0: and i mean remember the order <laughs>
1: Uh, let's be real. It was it was a time to like remember because I said, "Oh, thank God, a black woman and, like a black girl." I'm like so happy. Can we be friends? <laughs> and I, I was like, I didn't want to be rude, but I was like, oh, "Can we be friends? Can I can I exchange numbers with you because you're the first black girl I've seen since I arrived here, and it's because I lived east." Uh, Berlin and it's like more around like people who have retired or have families and it's like young families and it's a lot of middle-class white Germans <laughs> so, um, but I really had a problem with a bunch of white folks showing up for a hip-hop night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a little concerning but yeah guys that's that's basically what happened and Your girl was taken aback at first. She was like, oh, she's like, you know what? You're right. Here's my number. Here's my number. And then (laughs) we kicked it off and here we are. And she is definitely, she was one of my first friends. And she was also one of the people that pushed me to, you know, be, to fully go into styling and to just run, run after it. And here we are. I'm (laughs) so proud of you, baby. Here you got so far. Thank you so much, and I'm proud of you, y'all. So let's let's get into it. So, Grace, where where are you from? What's your background?
1: So I am Vietnamese Canadian, and I am originally from Toronto, which is like in English in Toronto, but we are reclaiming it as Takaranto because we are with Treaty thirteen. And that's with the Mississaugas of the Credit and the Williams Treaties, and uh, we have a lot of Indigenous, diverse communities that take care of the land. So from there, I am also based in Berlin, and I really have quite a diverse background in theater, stage management, arts administration, and then having moved to germany i had a complete career switch a couple of things came into play specifically the pandemic when everything was closed down i couldn't work anymore in theater because that was live and then i got into film and we were specifically doing artist recordings uh, in a program called jail sessions it's a passion project from lucas augustine and he really envisioned transforming a prison in Köpenick that was known for being the, the moment where the Nazis took over into power. And if you'll know, like which is Blood Week, um, a lot of citizens were killed, tortured, and imprisoned in this place. And so the project really came to be to reclaim a place that was meant to break the human spirit into being a place that creatus can create and have that spirit of growing. And so that was my first in for film and I was assistant directing. And then on a more artistic organizational aspect, I ended up going into manager uh, directing and um, I just been getting jobs ever
0: since. Cause you sick girl. <laughs> 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 so what was that transition like for you going from moving from canada moving from a place that you knew to berlin because i know there's people listening to this podcast that have either thought about it or have moved from you know the place that they have known to a completely different culture a completely different state city whatever how was that transition from for you especially being vietnamese oh it was really
1: difficult actually because all of my friends, and like not only in the Vietnamese community in Toronto, but also in the art community, they're getting settled, they're having jobs, they're making regular income, and I was in flux. I was constantly moving from job to job, and if anything, I felt like I uprooted myself. I lost my independent independence because I didn't speak German very well. And so I couldn't just go to an, an administration building and say, I want to be self-employed. I had to really work in the traditional inst- institutions, so to speak, of businesses and trying to get a tax number, you know, all of these things that are incredibly difficult when you don't speak the language and you need the support. So while well, everyone else, we're having kids and like they got jobs that pay the bills. And, you know, it was really hard because I was finishing my master's and my internships, and then I was already going and starting completely new. I uprooted myself. So mm-hmm. that was really challenging because the pressures of family, society, mm-hmm. you know, even for yourself, like I should be there.
0: And mm-hmm. you're not. That is really hard, too. But sometimes you do. Need to leave where you're from in order to find where you're supposed to be to find your mm-hmm. path and i truly think that if you did not move from canada to here you wouldn't have found what you're supposed to do you wouldn't have found your superpower and you wouldn't mm. be you know where you are today yeah, and you're doing phenomenal totally girl you got clients <laughs> you got money coming in okay she is out here working with so many dope creatives that i a couple i've met but mm. she Yes, she is truly. She truly. She knows her shit. Okay, she, she <laughs> we're knows. still her learning. Shit. Yeah, we are all. We're all still learning. But baby, yeah, you know, we know more like, than most of these people. Okay, you know more than me.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's hard, but I also would like to say that I'm always trying to make a career out of learning. Right. Hmm.
0: So most definitely. Maybe
1: I should like tell you about a bit more of how I got into YouTube and how I started yeah. specializing in it. Um, The first one would be I was really missing uh, my master's because I love that learning aspect. I was like, I mean, I was focusing on equity and diversity and theater and casting. And so it made me feel like I stopped learning when I left school. And I just wanted to do like a research assistant position. And I was watching a YouTuber. His name is Andong. And he was doing a history video on fried chicken. And I was like, Girl. You can do that what the fuck and i was like so <laughs> myself like yeah i could but how and so i emailed him and i i genuinely wanted to know what his research process was and to see if i can offer it or if i could give it to someone else because all of these food content creators just started happening to pop up he was doing it for a couple of years already but there were like a bunch of other people who were popping up and i was like They're starting. They're getting traction. Maybe I can message them. I wasn't even thinking about him because I was like his subscriber base was like over 500,000 at that time. So like it was he was too big, in my opinion, for me. But then I put in my email subject. I was like, notice me, Senpai. And I was like, but no, clearly I have questions. And he got on a call with me and he said, actually, why don't you just work with me? And that's how I got into it. And he was investing in me and being my mentor. And I'm still learning quite a bit. And he's still one of my clients and we just finished a cookbook together. And I'm learning these new skills of let's go kitchen passport. Get it. It's all available now as of February 14th, <laughs> <laughs> like like YouTube has been the oyster that I was looking for,
0: mm. they say the
1: world is your oyster, but I think. YouTube ended up being that place where I could learn all of these skills that I was curious about.
0: That's super dope. So would you say that was the moment that you were like, yeah, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I want to help more creators, you know, flourish Uh, like this. Like, what would you say?
1: I don't think that was ever my intention. Hmm. I just wanted to like say, I just want to learn this process Mm
0: -hmm. and,
1: um, as soon as I was working and felt more confident with My Name is Andong as a channel, I found myself meeting all of these other people through network events or through other projects because you have to be, like, audacious to, like, email someone and say, we should collab. Mm-hmm.
0: Right?
1: So um, unless you had that, a working relationship before or you're aware of each other and you talk online, cold emailing and cold calling is, probably the next best thing and so it ended up being quite challenging to say like i could do that Mm -hmm. and to get to this point i i struggled a lot and i also still doubt myself now is like is this the real question of yeah like is this a long term or should i just get employed by a studio you know because self-employment is expensive here oh baby Mm -hmm. my taxes through the roof But um, I think my answers will come to me as I grow and as I'm Mm. learning more because this could look really good right now. But what happens when I have kids? What happens if I want a family? What happens if I want to like not live in Berlin anymore? Mm. It will change and transform. I wish I could answer your question like definitively to say, yes, this was a moment, but Mm. I think I'm still in the place where
0: I am saying
1: potentially.
0: And I think that's good. And that's honest because maybe a lot of people haven't like really been able to pinpoint, okay, this is when I realized that this was it. It sounds like you found it just by being curious and having audacity. Mm-hmm. You were curious. Yeah. You were like, what would, what would this look like if I were to do this? And yeah. then you had the audacity to slide in his DMs and be like, hey. There you go. What's yeah. up? And that is what we have to do. Sometimes we have to slide into people's DMs, okay? I have had to slide really? into people's DMs. And because I slide into people's DMs, I'm like about to land deals with people who are millionaires, okay? <laughs> and so it's, <laughs> it's super <laughs> important for you to be curious, for you to shoot your shot because the worst Whoa. they can do is say no or not respond. Yes. But you don't, also don't want to be sitting there and thinking, man, what would have what happened if? if- Yes. What well, would have happened yeah. if I slid into this client's DMs? What would have happened if I would have approached her at this conference?
1: Mm-hmm. What kind of
0: relationship would have developed? How could this client have changed my life? Being mm-hmm. curious and having audacity is what you had. And yeah. that has gotten you on the path to, man, this is, this is the shit that I love. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. you are taking that and running with it. And you never know what this is going to lead to. You never know. You mm-hmm. might be out there doing producing for me full-time when I, you know, am working with Rihanna. <clears throat> I can't wait. Um, so- <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I'm just waiting for so it. I- I'm waiting for that call. be like, I just had a call
1: with Rihanna, and I'll just be, like, crying on the phone with
0: you. I can't wait. I love how every episode I plug Rihanna. I'm Just, if, just in case <laughs> haven't, it hasn't gone through your mind, if it, if it has gone through one ear and out of the other, I'm going to just keep reminding you, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's such a really great very clear vision to have because for me I don't have a vision necessarily and I think that's what most people would struggle with
0: Mm -hmm. when you
1: are in a place of in a new country what does it mean to be settled what does Mm -hmm. it mean to be in your own place in your element living your best life and then that also carries into your career Mm -hmm. and when you are in a place that you're saying I think this is it but then what happens is that it is on mm-hmm. your peak and then it's just downhill from there because mm-hmm. how do you go up or do you just stagnate? And then mm-hmm. there's so many questions to ask in that moment. So I highly recommend that for our listeners that if you are in a place that you don't really know if this is your thing, that's okay. Yeah. What else? What are the other things in your life or in the parameters of your journey that brings you joy, that brings you fulfillment? Because mm-hmm. for me, it was learning. And it, I made a career out of learning. So as long as I'm learning, I think I'm kind of set. And mm-hmm. then there's so many things to learn. And if it does, if one thing doesn't work out, I can always learn something else. And it's okay to do that shift. Mm-hmm. And just to, like, separate from myself of, like, this is success. And I'm not really meeting that. And I, I think this aspect of, like, going up and down and going all around and all of this huge journey is the success that you potentially could reframe to
0: that is so true and to in order for us to really make it in order for us to really be successful we do need people to back us mm-hmm. up we need a community especially when you are moving to a different continent okay a different culture a different mm-hmm. city wherever you are moving you do need a community you need people to mm-hmm. back you up to be able to hype you up to be able to be like okay i see that you're having a hard time how can i support you
1: you know mm-hmm. and so
0: that is perfect leeway into why is it important for you to have a community because i know for me it was important because i mean i'm black as fuck, so <laughs> i mean like have you seen in... of your hair
1: lately
0: <laughs> <laughs> so being in a city a country that is predominantly white where i don't mm. know the language it was very important for me to be surrounded by other black people other africans mm-hmm. you know And other people of color just to be, just to have that sense of I belong and then I'll be okay. And so for you, why is it important for you to have the community? And Mm -hmm. what steps did you take to find your people? Especially, Mm -hmm. you know, in a place where you have access to so many languages. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. I think community is one of the most defining factors of your success it's the mirror that reflects back to you and keeps you accountable as well. I think you've said everything so beautifully already where these are the people that hype you up, that encourage you, that push you to move forward, but they're also the people that check you. They're Mm -hmm. like, hey, that's actually problematic. Can I, like, you can correct me here, but in my experiences of watching you in your community Africans were not the same as American black in a right. very different aspect, and your blackness was highly defined by a really fraught history of police. I remember you crying about out of frustration because another black man was making fun of your anxiety around police, mm-hmm. and and it hurt me. And from that experience, I was trying to learn what it how my fear is defined how I lived in a different country.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so my relationship my relationship to fear has been changing. Mm-hmm. And seeing that interaction and then being in my own communities and seeing how other people are fearless in other aspects tests mm-hmm. me and my fear and saying, is my fear defining my decisions to grow? But the reflections that I was Seeing totally changed the way I approach creating my own audacity. Mm-hmm. So my fear to saying being rejected, my fear of having someone just yell at me because I couldn't speak perfect German, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yes. The, the yelling of <sighs> not being well, able sure to speak perfect German because <laughs> there are some, some very uh, old folks over there that are offended. that you can't speak their language perfectly, even though you are trying, you are learning, you're literally going to school, okay? Mm -hmm. Learning, how do I speak? And they're not giving you that grace. And that is very difficult. But then when you surround yourself with those people who are willing to give you grace, especially Mm -hmm. your husband, your husband has been great, okay? Mm -hmm. at, At, you know, giving you grace and at teaching you and at being patient with you. You need people like that especially Mm -hmm. in a place where, where sometimes you feel like you're not enough or where Mm -hmm. you don't, where you're not welcome, you know? Mm -hmm. And you have been able to take your experience and been able to also take that into your business. And that's what Mm -hmm. makes you different from, you know, Mm -hmm. other creative producers because you you get it, you understand. You're also a minority. So you also, Mm -hmm. you know, understand like the, the difficulties and the prejudice and you're able to take that and be able to relate to them and they treasure that. And mm-hmm. it's super important for us to relate to our clients and relate to our audience or our people because relatability is something that not everyone can do. And sometimes mm-hmm. people pretend to be relatable. You, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. People are <laughs> pretending to yeah. be relatable and you just give them a side eye, you like, mm-hmm. no, you fake, you know? Yeah. But when you meet those real people, that is when things change. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're totally right, because I immediately think of this one photo shoot that we did where you were styling a bunch of us and um, a white woman came up to us and said, do you actually live here? And and I couldn't respond back. We didn't understand what was going on or the context, but the people of our community that were in this photo shoot, they were like clocked it and said, this is wrong. First of all, what's wrong with you? And then we couldn't fend ourselves. But they were fighting together to be For protecting us. each other, and I think yes. that was that was like on a job first and foremost in public, and secondly, mm-hmm. like when we couldn't defend ourselves. I mean, I still can't really say much other than "Mistu Tolgan." Are you taking drugs? Like literally, like I have no colloquial language to say "fuck off" other than
0: mm-hmm.
1: "fuck off." So mm-hmm. like, they'll, they'll understand that. But because I look foreign, they're not going to take me seriously. That's just the nature of things when you're working out in public or especially with YouTubers when we're food blogging or I'm trying to communicate with a restaurateur and my German is not the greatest and they're treating me kind of poorly. It affects mm-hmm. my clients because I am that point of
0: contact. Having those people who love you, who fight for you when you can't when you don't have the words to express how you feel they they take those words for because how of it <laughs> because it took me a second. I was like, what you mean do I live here mm-hmm. and that's oh that's that's a whole other something else because it's like just because I'm black, you don't think I can afford a nice apartment
1: mm, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs>
0: You have the audacity to ask me? Do you, are you sure you live here? Is this an Airbnb, mm-hmm. the, ma'am? First of all, and what blew me is because I've seen her walk in the hallway, mm-hmm. and you gonna act like you've never seen me before. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, it's it's yeah. okay. But having those people who who will stand up, and be like, have the audacity for you, be like, excuse you,
1: have you yeah. lost your
0: mind? And then check you. That is Mm -hmm. that is important to have people Mm -hmm. like that. When you don't have the words to say, they got Mm -hmm. you. And I love Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) I love that about our communities is that we we are not our ancestors. Okay, Mm. we will check you real quick. We will go Mm -hmm. lower. Okay, you go Mm -hmm. lower, we go lower. We probably gonna go to hell. Fool with you. You
1: (laughs) But this is like a really important moment because our whole entire business and our career we started as babies together. You this is this is what colored the tone of literally how we move forward. Yeah. And now we're in a podcast that you are hosting, that you're finding all this business and success and joy in yourself and the people around you. And we're able to still say, this happened at the beginning. It's going to happen again. But mm-hmm. community is what grounds us. The people around us is what supports us and helps us grow and thrive now that i'm in a process of like transitioning into like non-binary i'm trying to figure out what is that gradient how do i deal with it where am i going to be in a place that will be safe enough but also let me be successful Mm. and it's my community because i have nowhere else to go
0: and that is the thing is that as people of color as people in the lgbtq community we have to work harder to prove ourselves than the average white mm. man, average white woman. Mm. We have to mm. work 10 times as hard. For what?
1: Mm.
0: Just because I'm a different skin tone? Just because I identify differently than you? It's truly yeah. wild. And that is what I want to do with this podcast is just to say, like, just show up as yourself. You don't have to work 10 times as hard to prove yourself. Just mm-hmm. come on, let's do it. You know? Just yes. make space and bring a table for everyone. Exactly. that is how we win. Yeah. And this also includes your
1: mistakes yes. because you're going to make it Yeah, and this community that loves you will tell you that's a problematic mindset to have, but also check you and making sure that, you know, there's a space and code of conduct that you may not be, have like been aware of before and therefore
0: learn it quick. And so mm-hmm. with your husband being German and, you know, with you both coming from different backgrounds, how have you had to communicate with him to support you in both racial situations and business-wise?
1: Mm, yeah. I think he didn't realize how how much work and labor it is to get out of the front door
0: because mm. of all the
1: anxieties that I mentioned before, like that fear. And mm. so explaining that to him and for him to learn how to make a gentle process of me finding who, out, who I am and like navigating the German society and the world has been really challenging, but also very fruitful. I think Mm -hmm. him seeing me grow makes him realize how much his support is so invaluable to me. Mm -hmm. It's not just like going to bureaucratic like entities and like helping me with tax numbers, but it's actually, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's really great. But like him also keeping boundaries. Because when I, at the beginning of when I mentioned that I lost my independence moving to a new country because I didn't have the language, I had to own that for myself. I can't depend on him to translate everything for me. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't going to let me ask him for help for work-related things that are in German. I had to learn business German languages
0: Mm, for myself. That's a whole other language.
1: Mm. Let me tell you, I'm struggling. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a boundary and it's teaching me to grow. And if anything, I feel more proud that I completed a task by myself without his help. Mm -hmm. And so his boundaries around my business is my business, so to speak. And Mm -hmm. if I need his input, it normally impacts our family because we got a dog now and I can't just leave him at home but at the same time i need to film all day so it means we have to discuss is he going to take my dog our dog to his workplace which he can do but it means i have to take our dog on another day so it's finding the balance and working together to get to a common goal so Mm -hmm. another thing that has been really difficult was the the pressure that i put on myself comes Mm -hmm. from a very cultural perspective mm-hmm. because Asian women have a tendency or like a stereotype is that we are completely dependent on our husbands mm-hmm. and my parents, thank God, were totally against it and they've been putting a lot of pressure on me to be independent, to be successful and so when I, whenever I needed help from him to get a dentist appointment when I couldn't speak German and to communicate what's wrong, I felt inadequate. It Mm -hmm. felt like I was a burden. And he had to learn that he needed to remind me that I will never be a burden Mm -hmm. to him or our relationship. And so that sense of self-worth has always been also in flux, where I feel sometimes really great and sometimes really crappy and like I'm almost useless. Mm -hmm. So he has to like, as my husband has to like kind of figure out where I'm at and then check me and it says like when he sees that i'm doing really well he's like i see that you're doing really great keep going and when he sees me really struggling he's like okay we're going to be gentle with this you need to be gentle with yourself because a you don't speak german so of course it's going to be difficult for me to get this job done but also you're doing this in german which was something that I never thought I would have that two years earlier.
0: and that's so cool that you have someone who is able to support you that in that way, especially mm-hmm. since he speaks a completely different language and he's able to support you in those ways and he's able to you know respect your boundaries mm-hmm. because boundaries are important, okay no mm-hmm. y'all don't be out here <laughs> boundaryless if that's not a word, it's a word today, okay, mm-hmm. don't be out here. Just let anybody and anybody all up in your business. Mm -hmm. all all up and everything because that will drive me mad and you will end up running your business for other people instead of yourself
1: but i'm also curious like how
0: has been what what is with everybody flipping questions to me what
1: (laughs) Um, this podcast is obviously telling you and manifesting that you need to be sharing too it's not just us sharing you also (laughs) offer
0: Queen? not you checking me on my podcast that's crazy (laughs) <laughs> What's your question, Blue? You, so,
1: you have so much
0: to offer,
1: I and mean, <laughs> I just want to celebrate you for a second. And speaking of partners, like, do you have someone in your life that has been supporting you that you want to shout out? Or it could be like your mom, your dad, your siblings. You know, Lou That's great.
0: You know. <laughs> I have plenty of people in my life who you know do support me who have checked me okay who continue to you know just push me forward and yes i have my best friends i do have yeah my man he is very supportive don't do that <laughs> he is very supportive he has invested in me and he continues to invest in me he continues to check me where i where needed sometimes i am taken aback and I'm be like excuse you you know but that is the independence of me he knows that i'm very independent so he is you know patient with that but he is also being like hey i can help you you know he has given me that space to really figure out who i am and it has been really great for me y'all y'all, y'all gonna meet him at some mm. point he he is also an entrepreneur so he, he gonna be on this podcast so when it comes to your business baby. When it comes to your business, you, you spoke previously about, you know, some challenges that you have had being a business owner when you were out doing, you know, shoots and recording, you have people that, you know, coming up to you telling you, you know, are you sure, you know, like, why are you out here? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What other challenges have you, you know, faced and how have you overcome them? How have you continued to push forward, you know, and mm-hmm. doing, pursuing what you love?
1: Hmm. I have three categories, I would say, of challenges. Mm. The first one is with myself. Mm. My The second category would be with sometimes the client, because the mm. client can be a challenge themselves in their own personality, their own walk of life, their mm. own privileges, and their own insecurities. And then the third one would be categorized in, like, the world, whether that's economic recessions at the moment that see this facing or dealing with things that are out of my control. So with... The situation at uh, hand uh, with the world and it's out of my control i put it a little bit less and i put it in a manageable expectation which is if i can't control it i shouldn't worry about it but mm-hmm. it means that i have to learn how to adapt to it i'm a creative producer that brings balance and looks at your pain points and then say you know you as a content creator can technically do this it's not sustainable and secondly you have no boundaries therefore you're working way too much you have no time to socialize how are you resting how are you creatively replenishing yourself and so it's asking a lot deeper questions than they anticipated from a producer but they they have to have someone check them in their creative process to be successful to be like sustainable to be in a place where they can do this in a way that they want to be. Because most of the time people come to me and they say, I'm just exhausted. I don't know what else to do. I am just tired. That is a symptom of this unbalance of work, life, family, creativity, and being inspired in a way that really speaks to their spirit.
0: You said that one of those categories are yourself. Mm -hmm. We are prone, especially as Black women and women of color, we are so prone to be in our own way, and to be like, "Man, am I good enough? Can I actually do it?" Imposter mm-hmm. syndrome—it it is toxic. It it stops mm-hmm. us from reaching our pu- full potential, even though we're phenomenal at it. So mm-hmm. sometimes there have been <laughs> there have been plenty of times where I have questioned, like, "Can I? Can I actually do this?" am I actually good enough to, to style this person? And here I am with two published style, you know, two two publications in Europe. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. how dare I question myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Here I am having these conversations with people who, great entrepreneurs, who are mm-hmm. out here making bank, out here changing lives, being in, in you know, in the process of being like, Okay, maybe I can be their potential stylist. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, but can I? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, am I I good enough to be able to, you know, there's always my inner critic. There's always something in the back of my mind being like, are you sure? Should you cancel Mm -hmm. this console? I don't think you should do it.
1: Hmm. But I remember when you were in the place of, should I even start my business? (laughs) That was hard to watch. Yeah. I can't imagine what it was like to feel that because there was a time where you were like, mm, I would really love to do this. Like, girl, if I did this, like, it's over, it's over for y'all. And
0: I was like, why don't you do it? Yeah. You were and that was... first voice in my head. When I moved, you were like, why not? And I didn't have a response. And so I just, I went for it. And so our first photo shoot together, we were in the yellow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was my first time being like okay let's just dip our toe in it you know Mm
1: -hmm. and And then it was also like one of those things where I was like you know what she wants to do it I know it she's been talking about it and I was like hey I have a client who needs to do this
0: you want to do this yes Mm yes You started giving me gigs you were like hey here's here's another person you should do it and so you need people like that who are like, I see potential in you and I know that you can, so let me put you mm. on. Right? Yes. And that is that is so important. And another reason why mm. community is so important because these people can put you on. These people can help you. These people who see things in you that you don't even see in yourself can push you. Had I not had that push, I don't even know if I would be doing this right now, you know? <laughs> I'd probably be miserable working from somebody's company.
1: I also like just thought like you had so much passion
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: couldn't see you working in a company dreaming about this even even longer than as you have before, because you had this dream for a long time. It's been there for since the beginning. If you are a person who sees and identifies talent, passion, gifts, and you want to invest in those people around you, oh, a caution to the wind is there are some people who will take advantage of you. Yeah. whether you are the person with that gift or the person who wants to invest in that gift and baby snakes cool. yeah it's true because they'll see that potential and they'll want to kill it
0: and those people that kill your dream that work so hard to kill your dream are just bitter and insecure mm. because they don't have the confidence to go after their own
1: mm.
0: and so they're like hey let me try to you know ruin her her confidence mm. so that she can be on the same level that i am so i don't have to look at her be successful mm. when I couldn't do that myself.
1: There's so many ways to see and identify these people in your life that do invest
0: in you. And there are also those clients of AV mm. that are headaches, Mm-mm. that are headaches, that would ask for your service, that would ask for your help, but don't listen. They mm-hmm. want something else. And you're telling them from experience, by your expertise, that this is not going to work, but they don't listen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So then you do what they want. Then at the end, they're upset. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't look good. They're mm-hmm. not happy. And it's like, I told you from then on, baby, from then on, I was like, I will no longer be working with difficult clients because mm-hmm. once again, you cannot pay me enough to give me a headache. Mm-mm. It
1: also kind of puts a, this falls under the challenge of self, like challenges with myself. Because I want to say yes to everyone. I want to invest mm-hmm. in everyone. I want to mm-hmm. give the world the, the momentum to change and be a better place. And so, of course, I want to say yes, but I also have to identify that not everyone will be the perfect client for me. And so I had to challenge myself to say, what kind of clients do I want? Mm -hmm. I want people who are driven, people who have vision. I want people who are open to critique. I want people who know how to disagree with me. I want people who are able to say, I'm really open to this right now, but I'm scared because they're being honest with
0: me and sometimes Mm. in the beginning we are first starting off sometimes you do have to say yes to everyone there are situations Mm. where you can't you can't say no you know but as as time goes on and as you get better Mm. and as you gain momentum and gain those clients that is Mm. when you start saying no start setting those Mm. boundaries because you are just going to drive yourself into the ground Every every, mm-hmm. every client is not a good client. All money is not good money. And once you understand the type of people that you wanna attract, that you want to mm-hmm. work with, those people will come. Mm-hmm. And the people who are not meant to be, they are gonna leave. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you need to be happy with what you're doing and the people you are working with. with. Because if you are not happy, your audience, your clients are gonna understand, they're gonna see it. Mm-hmm. And what that's gonna do? put you in a situation. Then <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh, just hearing this from you, it's like look how far we've
0: come. Yes, girl, I'm just thinking about when we first started, okay.
1: And we said yes to everything.
0: <laughs> and we was doing it together, okay? And when I tell you at the end of a lot of those um those projects, we'd be having conversations, we'd be like, girl, we shouldn't have did that. No, We were like, I'm not going to put them
1: on a website. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm proud
0: that we made those mistakes
1: together.
0: Yes. We had to make those mistakes in order to Mm -hmm. to know, to figure out, to learn, okay, this is, this is what we're going to do better next time. And you need to Mm -hmm. make those mistakes. You need to be best friends with mistakes. Like Issa Rae said, you need to be friends Mm -hmm. with mistakes Mm -hmm. because that is the only way you are going to get to know more money, Mm -hmm. more clients make a difference Mm -hmm. for your community for your people speaking of which we need to talk about your results baby what kind of results have you gotten for your clients i'm gonna need you to talk your shit i know you like to be humble you know but we're not being humble today we're not being humble right now i'm good for not (laughs) making oh well you're gonna have
1: to go so my largest client hit over a million subscribers (laughs) oh my god Yes. So one of my clients, Made with Lao, hit over a million subscribers. We got our gold button. We have also launched an online cooking course. And so that's been really interesting to see that process and to support the team because there's like a whole bunch of folks who focus on that and put their energy into it. And Mm. as a producer, I just hold the things that they can't hold on to in their bandwidth. But I am so so thankful to be part of that process another client has a cookbook out my name is andong has his cookbook out as of february 14th that was a huge undertaking for the year we have 85 recipes from all around the world and it looks beautiful actually let me just pull it up girl yes this is it
0: and i have my own recipe in
1: it i'm kind of publishing this one. It's a it's a physical published book that's available around the world. That's amazing. And it's like, you know, it's called production manager. No one really has a production manager ever for a cookbook. This is like the editor. She was like, I don't know what to call you. I've never encountered someone who supports a client like this. And I'm like, for, for so
0: many, let's go. Come on. <laughs> Girl. Girl so proud yes we will be linking that in the description baby
1: one more thing that i wanted to also bring and celebrate is i grew from one client to six clients and i might be taking on a seventh
0: that's so great so what are three pieces of advice that you will leave for those who are moving abroad who already have moved abroad and who are, you know, trying to find their path, trying to figure out what is it that I want to do?
1: I think we covered most of the advices, but to summarize, first and foremost, learn the language of the country. Like, don't, don't be that person that's like, no, I can just get by by English because that will limit you incredibly. Have your community, but know what kind of community you want. Have, some, have a community that's intentional with you, that invests in you, that check you, that also can protect you because everything else that you're facing, you cannot do it alone. Mm-hmm. And whether that's a partner, of friends, people who are in the same field as you, there's so many diverse narratives and growth and journeys that will enrich yours. And finally, my third one is to be gentle. Whether it is with yourself, with your clients, with things that you cannot control, there are that gentleness will sustain you when the world feels like it's really rough. Mm-hmm. And I think as people of color, as the black community, as queer folks, when we are in a place that we are constantly bombarded from day one of life, not only... Finding ourselves, but like building a business, there will always be adversaries who expect you to be hard on yourself, to doubt yourself, because they will like literally hook onto it and just drag you down. Mm. So being gentle to yourself protects you
0: from this as well. Beautiful. Phenomenal. <laughs> Nevertheless, you're same.
1: phenomenal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're both phenomenal. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. And I hope you learned some things. We talked about community, the importance of just being, you know, kind to yourself, surrounding yourself with people who encourage you, who hype you up. And ultimately, we talked about success. We talked about our shit. We talked our shit on here. Yeah. Okay. So... Grace, my love. Tell the people where they could find you.
1: You can find me on Instagram at the moment. It's Vantage Point, P-H-A-N-T-A-G Point. And uh, you can just quickly send me a DM or you can also go through my clients. So I have Me With Lao My name is Andong. Eating in Berlin. I have Moonlight Jewel dolls. So if there, you have specific inquiries, feel free to reach out. My email is also quite visible in my link tree. So Feel free to just say hi.
0: Hey, and I'll be saying hi too. I'll be in your DMs, girl. What's up? Every day, <laughs> all day. Let's go. I've been sending you so many memes. I'm just like,
1: oh my God.
0: <laughs> that- Tell us what you thought about this episode. All the good yes. things. Tell, you know, your mama, your daddy, your grandma, your grandpa, your grandma's grandpa. <laughs> but also just like
1: telling Diamond that she's been killing it. These episodes I was so good. <laughs> I cannot wait.
0: There you all go. Success. Uh, thank you <laughs> you're so welcome I'll see y'all next week thank you for listening to talk your shit podcast I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at queen underscore of diamonds let me know what you thought of today's episode by leaving a review and tagging me on social media stay audacious and I'll catch you in the next episode